Welcome in to another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net and your host for the WSN podcast. Recording and publishing a little bit early this week so that we can get all kinds of uh, discussion in of this huge final week of the high school football season, the spring season, and this big showdown in the large schools division, large schools grouping, Kimberly and Fond du Lac, the top two teams in the coaches poll, I believe all year or close to, and uh, a huge, huge showdown. And what a way to end this spring season. We, we don't have playoffs. We don't have a tournament. We don't have matchups against the teams that played in the fall, for instance, but this is about as good as it gets to end the year. And it's kind of similar to what we had in the fall. We, we didn't have a tournament in the fall either, but we got some great matchups to end the season. Muskego lined it up against Menominee Falls that, that last week of the year. Uh, you know, Whitefish Bay and Catholic Memorial at the, the, the smaller level. It was, uh, it was a great uh, way to end the season. And again, about as good as you could get without a state playoffs and without a state championship. Uh, it's, it's going to be fun. Uh, unfortunately, not the kind of atmosphere that we would have liked to have had. There is going to be limited fans, uh, at Appleton East, uh, for this game, but you know, there'll be people there. It'll be live streamed, going to be a great game. And, and again, a, a great way to end it. Uh, got to see an excellent ball game last week, Wanakee and DeForest. Uh, Wanakee ended up pulling away one by uh, three scores, but it was very, very competitive. It was very well played, uh, you know, most of the time. There's a, some turnovers in there, but uh, some good teams going at it, and this is going to be a, a fun way to end this uh, this spring football season. Without further ado, we're going to get right to talking to the, uh, the, the head coaches in this matchup. We're going to talk to Steven Jorgensen from Fond du Lac, and then we'll talk with uh, our good friend Steve Jones over at Kimberly to get their thoughts on this one and, and also a little bit of kind of how we ended up here, what what the process was like when they you know, had those discussions about moving to the spring uh, season, how the spring has gone for them, that kind of thing, and then some of the keys to the game in this one. So uh, sit back, relax, enjoy, uh, enjoy the conversation today, and then really enjoy that last game coming up on Friday. As we promised, we will be talking to both coaches from this weekend's big Fond du Lac versus Kimberly showdown. Both teams undefeated. Both teams uh, ranked number one and number two in the coaches' poll most of the season. And uh, bringing on our first guest, the head coach of Fond du Lac, Stephen Jorgensen. Uh, coach, appreciate you joining us. I know it's a busy week as you wrap up this season and uh, the spring season and, and get to this big game. So, uh, again, appreciate you taking a few minutes to join us. Absolutely. Thank you for uh, all your continued coverage around the state. We appreciate it greatly, and uh, it's an exciting week for our team and our players. Absolutely, and we're going to talk in in a little more detail about this game coming up. But before we get there, I want to talk about how we got here and, and go back to you know the the late summer period, the fall period, where you guys uh, at Fond du Lac, the school, decided to make that change to spring football. You know, just kind of walk us through that process, uh, how it worked at Fond du Lac, and then. You know, just kind of your your impressions of how this spring season has gone. I mean, it, it was crazy. I mean, you go back to last March when things kind of shut down there and our school shut down. And I I can start kind of with our senior class and led kind of by Kyle Wall Jasper. And 
they we have a nice weight room here and I, I remember back it was in March and they came with about 10 trucks and we took our weight room and sent sent it home right with the kids they wanted all the weights and they kept working out right through the summer and doing all the programs and stuff through the uncertain times and they were getting ready to play in the fall they had high expectations and we were really pushing to be one of those teams that would be playing in the fall and uh that didn't didn't happen we got we got pushed to the spring and uh that was a i mean that was tough tough for our kids to hear and our coaches to hear and when it happened, though, our kids just kept hitting it in stride. They just kept working. They, they did an unbelievable job. They were right back in the weight room every single day, and they just continued to push. They knew that the WIA made a great decision to give give them a chance to play in the spring as well. It wasn't just going to be, well, it's over for you now. So I, I uh, applaud the WIA on that, especially with how it's been going here this spring. It's been awesome. Um, so they just kept working, and and we, we got to the spring. We used some of those contact days that – the WIA gave us and um, they, they hit it in stride and they just kept working and, and doing a great job. And I, I can't applaud this group enough. And when their time came, they've, they've done an unbelievable job the first six games of the season. Well, you're, you're undefeated to this point, dominated, um, really haven't had a, a, a very close game to this point, And that includes a uh, running clock victory over a pretty solid Appleton North squad last, uh, last week. You knew you you had a good team coming back. I think it was fifteen or eighteen starters, something like that, and you know the conference player of the year, Kyle Wall Jasper. Um, but what has your, uh, you know, what the team has done compared to what your expectations were, maybe coming into this uncertain spring season? Yeah, I, I would. I knew we had we had a great group of uh, just a hardworking uh, group of seniors coming back, and we had a lot of a lot of skill. And, and I knew our, we had some studs. I mean, there's no doubt there when you, you see the wall Jasper and the Brayland, we had some studs. I, for me, it was how, how was our other pieces going to come around? How were some of the players that were on JV the year before going to develop? And um, uh, for me, it, it's come together awesome. we got quite a few guys playing both ways, but they, they take it in stride here. They, they love that. And, I mean, one of them being wall Jasper and Allen, they, they play every down both ways. But uh, it to me, it, the, the little surprising part is just how explosive we are on offense. And I'm not going to complain about that. I knew we'd be able to score a lot of points. I did know that. I felt really good about our weapons outside. I knew the O-line would be physical and come along. But it's happened so fast and so often. Uh, so that's been, been awesome to see. And then our defense, we had a lot of returning starters. And Coach Hermes, who runs our D, does a great job there, along with all the assistant coaches. They, they've done an awesome job. They get off the field quick. They make great adjustments. And they've gotten the ball back to the offense, uh, who, who's been scoring pretty quickly. So um, we, we've been blessed to really have many games wrapped up by the end of the first half, which has been, uh, been awesome to see. I want to talk a little bit more about Braylon Allen in just a moment. Uh, of course, Badger fans are very excited to get him on campus next year. But you know, you might have the offensive player of the year in the state, and it's not Braylon Allen. Kyle Wall Jasper, your quarterback, uh, again the conference player of the year back in 2019, um, among the state leaders in rushing, doing an excellent job throwing the football, uh, approaching 2,000 combined yards in this abbreviated spring season already. What kind of impact has he had on your program, this team this year, and uh, you know what does he bring to the table as a, a dual threat quarterback? This is Kyle Waljesser's football team. He's the leader. He's the one that that had everything organized and made sure these everyone else on the team was was working out through the through all this uncertainty. He's the one that has just been been the glue for us. He's, I mean, I'm I'm only 28 years old, but he's the best football player, high school football player I've ever seen. 
and I'm biased, but I, and my dad, who's been around a lot longer, I mean, he echoes that sentiment. That's how good he is. Um, he, he's a very special football player. Um, his vision, when, he, when he, he's running the ball, you look at him, you don't think he's going to be that fast, and he runs away from people. But I think part of it about Kyle Wall, Jasper, is in, in the day of social media where everyone wants to kind of be in front of the camera, he just works kind of behind the scenes, and he just does his thing. And then when the lights are the brightest on Friday night, that's when he, he, he kind of shows out, and it's, uh, it's special. And, and the nice thing about him, you don't see it often, is he's our starting middle linebacker. He had 10, 10 tackles against Appleton North. He plays every down. We ask him if he's tired. He just says, no, coach, I'm, I'm, I'm a Terminator. I'm going to keep going. So <laughs> you don't get that nowadays all the time. He's he's a, a special young man. Um, I, I can't say enough great things about the young man. He's he's really, really good. We're talking with Steven Jorgensen, the head football coach at Fond du Lac. They've got a huge matchup coming up this week against Kimberly that we'll get to in just a moment. But do want to ask you about Braylon Allen, uh, your outstanding now two-way player, involved much more heavily in the offense this year, um, a junior in high school, but going to be leaving early, graduating early, and heading to Wisconsin. Uh, a man-child, a man amongst boys out there, six foot two, two hundred and forty pounds, uh, whatever he is now, benching and, and squatting ridiculous amounts and, and cleans. Um, you know, you again, you've incorporated him in, him more into the offense this year. Talk to us about what into went into that uh, decision and how he's uh, adapted to it and. You know, what are Badger fans going to get next year and in the years coming forward as he uh, transitions to that next level? Yeah, I mean, with Bre- I mean, Breland Allen, is, he's an unbelievable football player. And the question you kind of get all the time with him is, well, what position is he going to play, safety, linebacker? Or he's a football player. And it's, Coach Leonard is going to put him in the best the best spot to be successful and to help their team. I, he, We've used him all over the place. He, he's played overhang for us, inside linebacker and safety for us this year. Um we, so we've moved him all over the place because that's the type of skill set that he has. And from an offensive standpoint, it, it, for me, it's a no-brainer. I mean, there's someone of, of that ability and skill level and his work ethic getting himself in, in shape cardio-wise and strength-wise. He wants to play football. Um, he, he wants to be a guy who's going to make an impact on both sides of the ball. He's a, a great running back. He's a real good quarterback, too, believe it or not. But uh, <laughs> So we got him at, we moved him into running back, and uh, I, I think uh, his play kind of shows how, how special he can be there, too. Just a great young man who's who's uh, just worked. He's a workaholic, and uh, his best football is, is still to come. So it's, it's going to be very exciting for Badger fans. All right, let's get to it. Kimberly this weekend, uh, a team that you guys have had a nice little rivalry with the last few years, going back to when you uh, defeated Kimberly in uh, week one of the 2018 season, ending their long uh, winning streak, 70-game winning streak. Unfortunately, fell to the papermakers in another great game later on in the season in the state semifinals. Um, you know, Looking back at these, these last couple years with some great, great games uh, against, uh, against Kimberly, What's it going to take to to come out on top once again in this one? And you know, do you do you learn anything from some of those past matchups with Kimberly? Yeah, you you learn uh, you learn that they don't beat themselves. I mean, that's that's Kimberly, Kimberly football. Coach Jones does an unbelievable job with with his staff there and the players there in that program. They're not going to beat themselves. You got to beat them. You got to you got to do your your what you do better than what they do. Um, because they're not going to give it to you. That's just they're they're a mistake free football program, um, and we know that. And like I said, we've had some great battles. I wish we came out on top a few more times than we have. We've had some unbelievable games here in the last five years or so 
against them. And what what I love is it's just between the whistle football. I mean, there's no it, there's no need to talk after plays or anything like that. It's two teams that just are going to go at it between the whistles. It's got it's going to be physical. It, you got to be disciplined because they're, they're going to attack your discipline, not just your scheme. So you got to be disciplined. And uh, for us, it's just we got to play our game. I, we're, we're physical up front. We got to we got to win at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And then our playmakers, they got tons of playmakers as well. Our playmakers just got to be a little bit better. And we know it's going to be a battle. And uh, it, that's what you got to expect. And it's going to be fun on Friday night. Coach, are there you know a, a one or a couple areas uh, of concern most when you face this Kimberly squad as, as you're prepping for this game on Friday? <laughs> they they got a lot of areas as a coach that, that concern you a little bit. I mean, they're six and zero for a reason. Uh, they're they're playing real good on the edges on offense. They got two really good athletic wide receivers that can make plays one on one. We know that we're we're prepared for that. Our corners have done a, done a heck of a job this season, so they'll be up for the task. And then to go along with that, they've always got a great big big physical offensive line with with an extremely talented tailback behind it and Frazier and. So you know that offense has the ability to move the ball. We we know that we know that coming in. We got to make them earn it. We got to make them earn it. We got to get them into third downs, and we got to win on third downs and get them off the field. We don't want to give up big plays, which comes into that discipline. And then offensively for us, we've been so explosive. Um, as a coach, you're, you're, I guess you could say your concern is what, what's going to happen when we get into some third downs. We, we've barely had any third downs all year or fourth downs. Uh, how are we going to execute, execute in those situations? Um, how are we going to execute in, in the goal line type situations if, if they're bend, not break? Because they're a very, very sound defense with, with real good defensive backs. But I, I like our game plan. Um, it looks real good here early in practice this week, and our kids are ready. So there, there's, it, it's a great team. We know it's going to be a great battle, and we just got to do us a little bit better than, than they do, do them, and that's uh, what it's going to come down to on Friday night. Coach, we're looking forward to a great game. I'm going to be there to check it out. Uh, going to be a big one, obviously, in the state of Wisconsin. We won't make you play the what-if game because you still have a big game left, obviously. <laughs> but, man, it, it would have been a great year to see all the teams combine together in a regular you know, state tournament, obviously. You guys, Muskego, Kimberly, um, you know, some other very good Sun Prairie uh, in there as well. Would have been a great year for a, for a regular state tournament. But, alas, we've got to take what we can get. And this is a great way to end this uh, this unprecedented spring football season. Kimberly and Fond du Lac, both undefeated, scoring off 7 p.m. at Appleton East High School on Friday. And, uh, Coach, uh, wish you the best of luck. We uh, appreciate you taking some time to join us here on the WSN podcast, and we'll see you uh, We'll see you on Friday, and, and we'll catch up down the road. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. Once again, appreciate all you do, and, and, and I thank you for all the, uh, the support and coverage. It means a lot for these kids. Thank you. Good stuff there from Coach Jorgensen of Fond du Lac. Now time to catch up with head coach Steve Jones from the Kimberly Papermakers. Chat with him about his team as they prepare for this big battle this weekend. As we continue our conversation about this week's big game between unbeaten and top-ranked Fond du Lac and unbeaten and second-ranked Kimberly, Time to bring in the head coach of the Kimberly Papermakers to give us the lowdown on his team. We talked with uh, head coach Stephen Jorgensen from Fond du Lac a little while ago, and now Steve Jones, the head coach at Kimberly. Coach, I know it's a busy time for you. School, final week of the season, preparations for a huge game. He, uh, really appreciate you taking some time to uh, to chat with us for a few minutes and give us a little bit of a lowdown on uh, on this big game to end the season. 
Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Uh, just really excited for our kids. You know, they, especially our seniors, have uh, worked really hard, you know, kind of just trusted the process, even though there's a lot of uncertainty around football, uh, really invested a lot and, uh, you know, be able to play uh, the season that we've had and then be able to, you know, have this kind of uh, culminating event, so to speak, uh, and get a chance to play a really, really good team um, from Final Act. I'm just excited that our kids are going to have this opportunity. Absolutely. And, and as we did with Coach Jorgensen, want to go back a little bit and just talk about how we got here. And that goes all the way back to last year when into the summer, into the fall, there was obviously uncertainty about what was going to happen. Kimberly, obviously, like Fond du Lac and like about 20 to 25 percent of the schools made that decision to switch to this alternate spring season. Just take us through what that process was like, what, what went into it for, for your school and your district, and also a little bit just kind of how this unprecedented spring season season has gone for you guys yeah you know it was uh obviously you use the word uncertainty and I think that just kind of summed up everything that we were going through and you know we went through some contact days and and then you know our, our school district decided to you know choose to go this alternative spring season route and um you know you gotta play the cards you're dealt and um like I said before I've just been really impressed with our kids have, have handled all of that and, and continue to work, you know, really hard for, you know, for this opportunity to play, you know, this spring and you know, the spring, I think has been really good. You know, I think, you know, it was really important for our kids to have the opportunity and play in front of a crowd. And we've been able to play in front of a crowd each game uh, students uh, at, at our home games and, you know, obviously in front of their family. So I don't know if that would have happened uh, if we would have played in the fall. And, um, you know, things have been going relatively smooth, smoothly, knock on wood, regarding COVID, uh, you know, this spring as well. So, you know, just trying to, again, look at, look at all the positives uh, that have happened here. And, and uh, I think overall this spring season has been a success for us as far as being able to get on the field, being able to play in some great environments. And, you know, it feels like, like fall, you know, the weather and everything, and especially starting off, it felt like it was level three, level four state championship week because, of, of kind of the weather and the, you know, the darkness out and your practice underneath the lights. And uh, so it felt, you know, pretty close to normal. Uh, during this time, you talked about, you know, things feel different. Um, what are some of the biggest changes that you've had to make because of not only, you know, the, the protocols that might be in place, but also just because of the, the time of the year, you know, this being a different season, what, what things have you had to adjust within your program to make this work? in April, March, and in, in, in May? Yeah, so besides all of the, you know, obvious COVID protocols and guidelines that we have to follow, which is new for everybody, you know, I think one thing that COVID has taught us all is that you need to have a plan, you need to have a vision, but then you have to be able to pivot uh, within that plan and be able to adapt. And, you know, our, our coaching staff and our players, I think, have done a great job with that. And, you know, if I'm going to give you specifics, it would be, you know, right now we have a bunch of football players that are playing baseball. And, uh, you know, they are with the baseball team about half the week or so. Um, so we have to adjust our schedule a little bit to try to accommodate those players. Uh, they have their first conference game uh, tonight. So, you know, we're going to be missing some of our players on, on a Tuesday. And um, one of our district commitments was to make sure that we give those kids a chance to, to not have to choose and not have to decide. So being able to have those kids do both at the same time, which is obviously unprecedented and just one example of having to tweak within the plan um, is just trying to accommodate these spring sports right now. And, 
uh, try to make sure that we're preparing them the best we can for Friday night, but also give them a great experience in their spring sport. We're talking with Steve Jones, the head coach at Kimberly. Big game this weekend against Fond du Lac. I have talked to a number of coaches this spring to, to kind of get their perspectives and want to get yours as well. Um, you know, what have, what have you noticed, uh, if anything, from the kids themselves? Uh, you know, the, the preparation time coming into the season was very different. It wasn't, you know, summer workouts, summer conditioning, hop into the season in, in the, the heat of August. It was maybe coming off of basketball or wrestling or, or maybe an extended down period for some of the kids. What have you noticed in terms of how they have uh, been able to handle that? Any difference in, you know, their physical uh, preparation or, or readiness to play football as that season has gotten started? Well, I think one advantage, again, if you're going to kind of find some positives is um, I think it allowed our kids to put on some weight. Uh, so you talk about physical preparation. You know, we have so many multi-sport athletes and with the shutdown last spring and, and, and summer and a lot of all of those things getting shut down, um, it gave our kids a chance to train and then recover and put on some weight. So some of our linemen, I think, probably put on a little bit more, you know, really good weight than they probably would have if we didn't have the extended offseason. Uh, but I would say probably the biggest difference football wise that I saw was just, you know, the skill, the skill work. And I'm not just talking about from the quarterback or receiver or defensive back position, but even the nuances of the offensive line and defensive line at all positions, because I think with what you had, you, you didn't have as much time with the kids that you're used to, uh, you know, because practice started and, and now we're dealing with practice after school, whereas in the summer, you know, you have the practice and you're able to meet and do some film work. And, you know, we, we really didn't have a lot of team meetings. We didn't really do a lot of film work. A lot of it was, you know, done via huddle, but we missed a lot of that stuff that you would get in August. And, you know, you compound those hours, and those minutes throughout August where you get to teach and, um, and those kids are really get to truly focus on football and not, not coming off of basketball or wrestling, like you said, um, you know, I, I definitely saw some of that, you know, just the lack of early on progress uh, at all of our positions. We're going to talk a little bit more in detail about the big Fond du Lac matchup in just a moment, but I want to look ahead to the, the coming season, the fall season that's going to be here very, very soon, obviously. What have you done or what have you thought about in terms of how preparations for this fall might be different because you've played now into early May? What things are going to be different? What you know, do you have concerns about, you know, this, the shorter period from the end of football and then some of these kids going to track baseball and then football starting again, August 1st or 2nd, whatever it is this year. Yeah, I think, you know, as, as a football coach, you're always projecting and always trying to plan for the future. I thought this year heading into this year, we had more in-depth conversations as staff of kind of player personnel and are we putting kids in the right position uh, to be successful because not only are you preparing them for the spring season, but really the quick turnaround, you're preparing for almost two seasons as far as personnel wise and making sure kids are getting the right amount of reps at the positions that they're going to be projected at, you know, heading into the fall. So I think that was kind of just a slightly different mindset of projecting even farther out as far as personnel. And then as far as concerns, you know, your heart breaks for the kids, you know, we've had a couple of kids that you know, had some knee injuries, ACLs, and not only did they lose this season, so I'm like one junior in my mind right now, um, you know, he lost his junior year because it was an early on injury. I think it was first, second game of the year, but then he loses his senior year as well. So that's really heartbreaking as a coach. 
of all my years of coaching, that, that's still one of the hardest things to swallow are injuries, uh, season-ending injuries, and some of these now are, you know, career-ending injuries. Um, and then the other thing you just, you know, your concern is just making sure that their bodies are ready to obviously get back into the season uh, coming this fall as far as the strength and conditioning and the prep work because, you know, baseball and track are going to go well in June and then you get your contact days in July and you'll blink and August will be here and we'll be strapping it back on. So it'll just be you know, another unique challenge that we'll have the opportunity to work through as a staff. All right. So the big matchup this week, undefeated Kimberly, undefeated Fond du Lac. Uh, Fond du Lac's number one in the coaches poll. Uh, Kimberly, your, your team, number two. You've had some battles with Fond du Lac over the last few years. It's really developed into a, a great little uh, a kind of newer rivalry with uh, with what uh, Coach Jorgensen and, and previously as his father, the other Coach Jorgensen, have, have been able to do to kind of resurrect and, and bring forward that Fond du Lac program. As you think about some of those battles the last couple of years, including the one that unfortunately ended your 70-game winning streak, uh, what stands out about some of those previous games? Yeah, I mean, you can even dial back five, six years. I mean, back to when Coach Ganebach was the head coach. I remember going down there in the midst of our seven-game win streak and, you know, having to score on a last drive to win that. They're, you know, uh, level three playoff games going down to the last drive. I mean, this has been going on for a while here. Uh, and uh, what you're going to get, you know, is you're going to get, a, you know, two really physical football teams that, you know, um, I think rely on fundamentals and, um, you know, their, their coaching staff does an unbelievable job, not only, you know, during the season, but also in preparation in the weight room. And, and um, those kids are, are physical and uh, they're well prepared. They're well coached and those kids compete. Um, they really do for four quarters. There's no quit in them. And uh, I would hope that would be the same with our kids is, you know, you're going to you're going to get some physical football players that care a lot about each other and are going to compete hard for, for four quarters. So uh, we've had some really, uh, you know, really great games and memorable games. And that's what you want as a competitor. And that's what I told our kids is you love to compete. You love this environment. And that's what you're going to remember 10, 15, 20 years from now are those types of games, uh, the ones that go to the wire. And I hope that this game is just as competitive as the last, you know, six, seven, eight games that we played against them. Kimberly, always uh, a number of outstanding athletes. You guys have some very good players this year. Uh, Caleb Frazier, uh, certainly a standout at the running back position. Uh, but Fond has got a couple guys that are about as good as, as you're going to see and as, as you know, you'll see in high school football. Kyle Wall-Jasper, the quarterback and linebacker, and then Braylon Allen, running back and linebacker as well. What kind of challenges do those two present, especially offensively, where they're the, the number one duo in the state in terms of rushing yards and that offense just rolling along. Yeah, you hit it on the head, Travis. I, you know, two of the best, you know, you know, that you're going to see at, you know, at high school football. I mean, uh, Braylon Allen is, is Braylon Allen. And there's a reason why he's leaving early and going to the Badgers. He is, he's a man playing and uh, he's a really good football player and the Badgers are getting a great football player and in, in him. And then yeah, Wall Jasper and, um, he, I don't want to say underrated because he's not underrated, but he, he is <laughs> equally as scary uh, because he's got the size and he is sneaky fast. We saw it last year when we played him, you know, he was a junior um, and uh, he can change a game quickly. Uh, it's scary because, you know, he can throw the ball, he can run option and, um, and he's equally as dangerous when the play breaks down and he just has the ability to improvise and make plays. Um, and then the fact that they're both going both ways, 
Um, you know, I give a lot of credit to those players at, at Final Act that, and, and those two aren't just the only ones, you know, you, you go back a couple of years ago, they, you know, their quarterback was playing linebacker then. I mean, that's, that's what I'm talking about when you, when you face Final Act, you're just getting really good hard-nosed football players that love to compete. And these two are, uh, you know, a couple of the best that they've had, obviously. If there's a couple things that you could point to as keys to the game, if, if you can take care of this aspect, you know, you, you've got a good chance you can be successful. What, what things stand out? What are kind of the, the highlight things that you're really hammering home with your guys this week? Yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll probably roll your eyes at me a little bit, but it, it's going to come down to tackling. Um, you know, we, we got to be able to tackle and, and we got to give as many hats to the ball because, you know, those two and among others, you know, those two aren't the only great players they have on their team, but, you know, we're going to have to tackle those two specifically and, and we're going to have to get a lot of hats to the ball because they're going to break tackles. So we're going to have to pursue at a high level. Um, and then, you know, we're going to have to take care of the football. Um, you know, they, they do a really good job of creating turnovers throughout the year. And um, we're going to have to make sure we protect the football. We will not probably be able to stop them. Our hope is that, you know, we can slow them down and then we can put a, enough points on the board to, to keep it tight going to the fourth quarter and then see what happens. But as I've told our kids, big games, any game really comes down to, A, the fundamentals, blocking and tackling, to the football, uh, you know, we got to make sure we take care of the football and, and be opportunistic in creating turnovers. And then three, you know, our, our players got to make plays too. And like you said, we have some pretty darn good football players on our team too. And, you know, we're going to have to make some plays when there's plays to be made. You always hope as a coach to be playing your best football at the end of the season, uh, a shortened year. So it's not like you had a long build up to, to get to this end point. Um, but you know, especially the last couple of weeks, a blowout win over Appleton North, a very impressive win over Nina. Do you feel like you guys are in that spot where you're playing well, you're playing your best football at the end, heading into the biggest game of the year? I do. I do. Because, you know, we, we had some inexperience coming this year. It was the first time I think that I can remember in our program that we didn't have any returning starters on offensive line the first two games or uh, on the defensive line, either one. So we were, we were young up front. Um, and I think both, you know, the offense and defensive line have been coming along and are playing well. And then, um, you know, I, I do think we're playing some, some good football uh, right now. But, you know, we're not we haven't been tested like we're going to be tested on, on Friday. And what I'm excited for is to see how our kids answer the bell, because uh, not everything's going to go well on Friday. Not everything's going to go the way we want it to go. Uh, but what I'm really interested in to see is, is how our kids respond. Um, when we when we get faced with some adversity, and I, I'm I'm excited to see what what they do and how our leaders emerge. We're not going to play the what if game uh, too much, but man, it sure would have been great if in a normal year, if everybody was playing together, and you know, you and Fond du Lac and Sun Prairie, Muskego, you know, all these great teams that it seems like we have this year. We're going at it in a regular tournament, and this was a level four type football game, a pack stadium. Different situation this year, but it's great to be able to end it on a high note like this. And and this really is a spotlight game. And you know, and you won't say it, but I will. Uh, you know, somewhat of a de facto state championship game for the the spring season. Uh, so it's great to be able to end on a high note like this. And uh, it's really going to be fun. I'll be there. There's going to be a lot of attention, obviously, on this game. So, Coach, uh, we we uh, appreciate you joining us. We wish you the best of luck on Friday. Uh, always great catching up with you and uh, we'll see you Friday and certainly down the road. 
Sounds great. Thanks for having me on. And as always, Travis, thanks for all you do for high school football in our state and all the coverage. And, you know, you just uh, you make it better. That's for sure. So we appreciate it. Outstanding conversation with both Coach Jones, who we just heard from, and Coach Jorgensen earlier, getting their thoughts on this uh, this final week showdown between Kimberly, the second-ranked papermakers, and the Fond du Lac Cardinals, the top-ranked team in the Wisports.net spring football coaches poll. What a way to end it. Again, if we're not going to have a state playoff, if we're not going to have uh, you know a traditional tournament structure, this is the way that we would want to end it. Unfortunately... Whoever wins this one would have loved to see them against a Muskego, for instance, Sun Prairie in the mix as well. We don't get it, but this is about as good as we could do to finish the season, and, and we'll take it. Going to be a huge showdown again, 7 o'clock at Appleton East on Friday. Game will be live streamed. There are limited participation or limited uh, attendance in this game uh, for this game. Uh, there's no general admission, so most likely... Unless you're connected to one of these two teams, you're going to have to watch the game on live stream. There'll be, I think, a couple of different options available, so make sure you check it out. Not the only big game on the schedule to close out the year. There's some other good games, and, and especially of, of note and, and worthy to, to mention. Bangor and Royal will meet up this week. Uh, a couple teams that have, uh, obviously Bangor's been good for a long, long time. I mean, they, they haven't lost a conference game since 2013, and uh, just had a nice win where they had to uh, kind of scramble at the end to beat Cashton. But Royal is an improved program this year. Did lose to Cashton earlier in a very competitive game. We'll see if the Panthers can give the Cardinals of Bangor a little bit of a test of that 41-game conference winning streak in the Scenic Bluffs. Only 25-ish games on the schedule this week. Eight-player was done after uh, week six. A number of teams you know, called it quits, moved on to fall sports after week five. And week six, we had some teams cancel uh, because they, they, you know, it was just kind of time to, to move on. Uh, as of right now, eight cancellations uh, of games this week, none COVID-related. Last week, there were four COVID cancellations, um, but we're still running, all told, well over 90% of games being played this spring. In fact, I think we'll end up with more games canceled for non-COVID reasons, usually low program numbers, which is, you know, a, a, a disheartening thing, but hopefully these programs can can uh, respond, but probably more non-COVID cancellations than COVID cancellations this spring. But we get a big one to end on. We get a nice week to end things on, and, and again, we'll take it. Kimberly, Fond du Lac, the premier game on the schedule this week, and the premier, premier game... I think of this spring football season. 7 o'clock, Appleton East High School. You'll probably have to check it out on live stream, but uh, it's going to be a big one. And so make sure you, you tune in if you can. But that'll do it for this edition of the WSN Podcast. We're about to to move on to spring sports in, in full. Obviously, they're underway, but after this week, football is done. So it'll be uh, it'll be time to transition and look for some uh, some baseball preview content coming out uh, next week on the podcast and of course some baseball preview content already on wisports.net so going to be a busy time still heading into uh, May and into June this this uh, adjusted traditional spring sports schedule again I am Travis Wilson this has been a wisports.net podcast we'll see you at a game